Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sheep Dip, the podcast from Raising the Bar. We're global leaders in team building with sheep. I'm Chris, Chris Farnsworth and I'm head shepherd and co-founder of this somewhat unusual business. In this season of Sheep Dip, we are discussing the complete A to Z of team building, including my perspective from the world of shepherding. I'm here with Paul, Head Facilitator for Raising the Bar. Hi, Paul. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Brilliant. Good. Today, we're covering the letter E. E E for egotistical. Well, that's... (laughs) Trust you to start with that one. (laughs) But it's a good start because we've seen it all. We've seen those with egos larger than life in the field coming in, bouncing around, leading from the front in many respects. But when you lead in that sort of way, in an exercise that you've never done before, and a lot of people haven't done sheep herding before, you can fall short or fall foul of that ego. The ego can be the Achilles heels of most male leaders. (gasps) Oh, gosh. Well, there's a big difference between an all-male group and an all-female group. They tackle the task like chalk and cheese. I'm not saying either one is right. They're both C's, so let's have a look. Chalk and cheese, they're both C's. So let's stick to E's, and we go with ego. Egos can ruin the day, um, or they can can certainly influence the day. And we've, as I said, we've seen them, you know, come crashing down. And sometimes it's difficult to sort of uh, park your ego... on the um, side of the field Mm. uh, and blend in and learn so a lot of the times and that's the same in teams it's your ability to be able to learn and adapt and integrate that often is uh, is important to how a team develops but Um, it's the expectation of the group around you your team around you if they expect you to act a certain way then they need you to do that. And, you know, if you've got um, somebody who's very confident, very out there, very brash, loves the limelight, and that's how they're expected to act, often that's how it plays out in the field. And some of the unsung heroes come shining through, though, don't they? Oh, yes. The ability to... The expectations of a Kiwi working with sheep is, is high. So I just want to quickly explain that statement because we once had a group of international people come to to Raising the Bar and this chap was from New Zealand and clearly had worked on a large sheep farm and yet nobody asked him for his experience. Yeah, I I saw that in another group, but nobody drew on that resource. Hmm. So the expectations weren't of everybody's on the same level as the largest character in the group and he assumed that everybody else had no experience and yet in that area there was an expert and they didn't exploit it. That's interesting so it's knowing the people around you knowing the resources having that uh, what experience does the group have Um, and any new challenge in the workplace you know are you picking a team? Are you working in a team where there is a wealth of experience that is just untapped? Mm. Often. I think that's the case. But things are happening at such a pace. 
in the workplace, for example, where you don't have that time to sort of sit down and get everybody's um, you know, CV to, to hand and find the time to get to know everybody. But that's where it falls short, isn't it, in, in the exercises that we do at Raising the Bar. If you don't spend the time gathering that experience and learning what everybody's contribution can be, but it's interesting, as, as a shepherd, I, I look at these people working in the field and you can just tell, I don't know, it's like a red light on somebody to go, oh, that person's really scared of the situation and is running away, yet the other spotlight is on somebody who's incredibly confident. And it's about empowering those people to do the right thing at the right time. Mm. And it's that, that empowerment at the right level, which is a secret. So there's a, there's a couple of E's as we're covering here. The experience of the group, what is it and how does that work? How can we use that to our benefit? And empowering that experience and indeed that inexperience because sometimes the inexperience is, is, can be channeled into different ways. And we'll pick another word there with enthusiasm. Somebody's eagerness to learn for the exercise or just because it's so much fun and it's a brand new thing that they want to do that enthusiasm you can capture that and you can use it blend that with experience mm. oh and that's powerful and it's interesting to see how these things play out i know we're playing buzzwords here but it's there to demonstrate the fact that some of these things play out so well in the exercises that we do at raising the bar and somehow they seem to be muffled or covered over in the workplace where you don't quite see it but we have that ability to be able to showcase those things whether it's enthusiasm or lack of experience or not tapping into that experience egos or not they're amplified in this exercise that we do and it's how you carry that experience of the day back to the workplace and say look we managed to capture this and achieve this how can we bring that to the workplace which i think is the benefit of what we do but enthusiasm, as with most things in life, is really key. I want to put a caveat on that, actually. And, and, and the point is, enthusiasm can be great, and we love it, and it's very intoxicating to the group. And they will follow somebody with enthusiasm blindly. But sometimes it's worthwhile having that cool head to, to go, wait a minute, guys, what are we doing here? Are can you referring... To a particular time in the exercise, very canny, very canny. We won't draw too much attention to that, but yeah, I, I take your point there. Sometimes that enthusiasm, in a sense, you rushing headlong when you you could have gathered more information, maybe. But also, it will rub off on the sheep, and therefore, once they have wound up, it's not necessarily serving the group well to have wound them all up. Uh, so being calm being yeah. collected okay so your enthusiasm if it's, it's got to be balanced good good yeah so yeah yeah no, no i get that and of course you see that so well and it's how how that translates back into the workplace is where i mean where my brain is working on that one mm. but if it's not channeled well um it runs right and it can be very disruptive when you have that enthusiasm in a group it it really brings creativity. I and, think it allows it to flow, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And so on one hand, you want to suppress it slightly. On the other hand, you want to increase it. Yeah. And I think there is a time and a place for everything. And 
that enthusiasm is so important to be captured at certain times in the process. And knowing when to do that, you know, on cold, damp days when you've not succeeded and you're trying again or you're trying again or you're trying for the fifth time to, to summon the enthusiasm to go again. In our exercise, you can see how difficult that can be, the outcome of that. When you go into the workplace, you somehow, if you don't know that that's happening, it's going to have a very long-term effect on the project. It can set you back and back and back. And it's knowing when to ignite that enthusiasm and push again is really key, which is what teamwork's all about, is knowing the strengths and when to get people going again and motivated. So we've done a couple of these there. In expectations, it's clear what the expectation is of our exercise, isn't it? Absolutely crystal. Yes, yeah, it's like mud, really. It, it, yeah, <laughs> crystal clear. I mean, mud. The, the, the goal is quite clear. Uh, the expectation is the sheep will follow. The expectation is they will succeed, but they don't realise the journey they're going to go on. Setting the right expectations, but blind to the journey can be very daunting and can lead you down a wrong path. I think setting the right expectation is really important and it's clear what the expectation of our exercise is. But not many people understand that journey, do they? I think the journey is is the fascinating part, especially when they're in that adventure zone. I know I keep mentioning the adventure zone, but the adventure zone is such a powerful thing. Actually, you know, it's a life thing, isn't it? It's not so much the goal and the success that you have, it's the journey of how you got there. While they remember the end result, they've had a lot of thoughts and successes and fun along the way. Great. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for listening. If you found it insightful, we'd really appreciate if you give us a review on your favourite podcast platform. Have a brilliant week. Bye for now. Yeah.